Welcome to Descender from Klarna, a podcast where we dive deep below the surface of design. I'm your host, Rachel Rosenson, and in this mini-series, I'll deep dive into the world of UX writing with some market leaders. Today, we're taking it back to the very beginning. When you're a UX writer joining the team for the first time, how do you get started with setting up the initial process? Here to guide us on this journey are two experts in the field, Lee Mavuso and Lucy Badenhorn. So let's meet our guest first. From the humble beginnings of writing and binding her, her own books at the tender age of six, Lee Mavuso has always known she had a calling to write. Before joining Klarna, Lee worked as a creative assistant at Creative Milk, an internal digital marketing agency for McDonald's South Africa. She then joined Prekelt.com, where she worked as a UX writer on projects like Avon Cosmetics to telco companies. Now she's based in Stockholm and is focusing her UX writing skills on the CO2 emissions tracking features at Klarna. Hey Lee, how's it going in Stockholm? Hello, Rachel. All is well. All is well. Good to be on the show. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Thanks. Also joining us today is Lucy Badenhorst, who's a South African designer that enjoys translating information into visual languages and systems that aid understanding and support contextual conversations. Her use of shape and form to represent brands, processes, ideas, and messages brings focus to her creativity. Her current focus is at Prekilt.com as a service design lead, bringing together disparate legacy systems into one customer management portal. Prior to Prekilt, Lucy bounced around from brand communications for the fashion industry at Nicework to developing ad campaigns for the likes of Draft, FCB, and Ogilvy. Hey, Lucy, how's it going? Hi, Rachel. It's going well. Thank you both for joining today. I'm really interested in this conversation around how you get started as a UX writer. So in this series, we've talked with people through all different parts of the UX writing field. And I think the similar thing we have heard is that this is a new field. Oftentimes companies don't have large UX writing communities. Oftentimes you are the first one who's really worked with a PM or a designer who might not be so used to having you and your team. And so I think understanding how to build that relationship from the ground up and, and maybe some tips and tricks for other UX writers is gonna be really cool to, to dive into. So to get started, I'm curious, how do you get started? Maybe Lee, starting with you as, as someone who just joined Klarna two months ago, I'm curious, what is it like when you first join a team that hasn't had a UX writer before? Thanks, Rachel. So I think the first thing that's interesting about me is that I didn't think that I would become a UX writer. I didn't study UX writing. I started off as just a traditional advertising copywriter. And uh, that is what I was comfortable with. And as you mentioned in my intro, I kind of have the most experience in that field. So kind of finding my way down to UX writing has been interesting. Lucy has played a big part in how I got to where I am right now. She just played a big role in shaping the kind of writer that I am as a design lead. How did the two of you start working together? So Lee and I struck up a conversation around a fire at a party. It was a farewell to a, a good colleague that we both knew. And I overheard that Lee were a writer and it kind of just kind of, I don't know, the work switch that's always on looking for available people to really merge with and, you know, create solutions for people. I usually find writing one of those vital necessities to design. And the better you include it, the, the more you foster kind of a conversation that's true and real in a way um, that's structured by people who know languages. So when I met Lee, I knew that her character would be a great fit for the company. And then soon after her portfolio did the trick and she was <laughs> placed on my team and we had to start working together on a new project. And it was, 
it was exciting to share this new territory with someone who kind of shared the blank page with me. And I must say that's where the respect and the real kind of attitude towards trying to incorporate that near human real experience in your design in all facets of it made me you know it made me interested i think that's where the growth kind of began with the blank page i find what lucy said so interesting because i know you don't believe this lucy but i believe that you're already such a strong writer and a great designer as well so coming onto your team with you already having like such good knowledge of writing and such empathy towards a writer made it like 10 times easier to just fit in. So yeah, it was just really comforting to like know that I have your back and there's a way that you can translate what I do down and filter it down to the rest of the team. So I think that was a really important like unconscious thing that you did. Lucy, is this something that you've done before with other writers or how did you develop this uh, skill set? I think back when I started, there has always been a great focus on communication and understanding how you express something also impacts how it lands. So I think my love for writing and envy of people saying a million things in a few brief words really um, astonishes me. I, I always clung on to every writer that I got to know. I make friends with my colleagues <laughs> and I, I form connections because I think connecting the dots makes for a clearer picture. Absolutely. And for you, Lee, I mean, going back to that, that fire you were kind of standing ground, do you remember what was it about this concept of UX writing or, or whatever pitch Lucy was throwing at you that stood out for someone who maybe hadn't been considering the career path before? I think in South Africa, it's only just become a big thing, UX and UI. And um, UX writing is still this concept that a lot of companies are trying to grasp. It was always playing at the back of my head about what it would be like to, like Lucy say, deviate from advertising, which is kind of like a safe, comfortable place to be. So I think being in that position made me feel kind of safe and secure in my career. But knowing that there's something more and knowing that you can make people's lives better with technology kind of intrigued me enough to go, okay, I don't know this girl. She's asking me to send me my, to send her my portfolio on her phone, on WhatsApp, like right there. And I took a chance and thankfully Preykalt is a company that takes chances on people. And I love the fact that they didn't look at my background and say that, you know, you didn't study information design like all of our other employees. So you can't kind of work here. They were open-minded enough to say, we value that you come from this industry and we'd like to see what you can do and how there's some there's such a warmth to this team as both of you describe it it seems like a like a really healthy environment for for creativity and teamwork which i think so many people are looking for when they're switching jobs because certainly the people you work with is is just as if not more important than the projects you might be working on how did you create this mm, i think when you meet new people and you get to know them the conversation gets interesting so the more people you introduce in a conversation with imposing ideas of hierarchy or any structure 
just giving a fair playing field for people to express their opinions and their experience with products and how they affect us and how they make us feel. I don't think anybody needs to be qualified to express how they experience any facets of their lives. We're trying to reach these people in a place where they're comfortable enough to spend time with our products or software. And I think that comes down to a team you lead as well. If you don't understand how their ebb and flow works, where their little, you know, secret little treasures lie, and it starts with a conversation and, and they always snowball into amazing findings that you can get from unique perspectives that you gather along the way. It's quite true. You're really using the UX design process as a way to build teams in addition to building products. So you're in this great position of having a pretty awesome company, but I'm also curious as someone who was new to the world of UX writing, I'm sure there's a bit of fear and nerves. What was it like when you first joined this design team? And, and maybe if you could take me into those first couple of days or weeks. I mean, I was quite intimidated knowing that I'm going to work at a company that's solely based upon UX and UI. And, you know, I think at least the first project that I was put on allowed me to find my feet because it was at one of our clients, which is Avon. And a lot of the work that I did there allowed me to open up conceptually and creatively. And I was able to do different projects like script writing, radio, and it was a deep dive into UX immediately. It was kind of like a slow burning process, learning on the go. I love the fact that they paired me up with a mentor who was a senior writer at the time, who kind of guided me through the process of learning how to set up wireframes and writing according to how the designers then take that into um, their program Figma. So it was really awesome having someone with context helping me along the way. I think when I was given the opportunity to move to a completely different client, which is um, the Talco client that uh, Lucy is working on right now, I, I took the chance because I knew it would be a massive challenge and a huge shift from my comfort zone. I think I'm a stronger writer because of all of that. When you're facing one of these career challenges, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, going into that kind of scared shitless moment, how do you know when it's time to push past the fear and to go for it? You just know, it just feels right. You know that you're supposed to be doing this work. And I guess it's also believing in its, its positive impact on people because we were actually seeing the change and the difference that our products were making to the people that we were making them for. So I think when you see the result, it just gives you that fulfillment to keep going, no matter how hard it is. It does have that scare yourself shitless moment where you realize the things I'm doing are going to impact how people essentially stay connected and, and, and how they're serviced and I think what's interesting about UI for me is the patterns that you can see where there's kind of like a, a common or a connected thread in how we as humans process information. You know, we all kind of desire a, a structure of some kind and it's that inevitable or that endless search for trying to solve it every day. 
And if you remain curious, then you know you're on the right path. I think that eye towards curiosity always is so true, whether it's projects or like career milestones. I feel like you don't always know where you're ending up, but if you're always curious in the next project, it, it, it can't be so bad. So coming back to this story. So we've had this fireside chat, which I think is so funny. That was like an actual fireside chat. Lee is like, screw it. I don't know what UX writing is, but I'm going to join this company. This company seems to be like a room full of best friends. And so now you're part of a UX writing team. How do you learn to work together and how are you setting up? So with the team we have in place, usually the design lead would be accompanied by a project manager and also client facing sides where the, the more internal kind of design team with with the inclusion of the writer of course would be a very collaborative open conversation about the challenges that we come in in contact with so every time a brief lands we're on quite a stable project so the work flows in it, it's acknowledged quite well in advance you bring it into the global conversation of the team because you don't want anyone to feel ever like they're lost or not really clued up on what their peers are doing, because then you just start duplicating efforts in multiple directions. I would really say collaboration and challenging comfort zones, instead of drawing a line between the disciplines that are working together, really kind of not blur them, I think, but really see how they intertwine into, I keep bringing up the thread, you know, because the stronger the argument is enriched with all these different unique perspective. You never want to exclude any of that. Totally. And when it comes to those unique perspectives, I guess, Lee, in your words, how would you describe the value of a writer's perspective in the design process? I think it's absolutely valuable, Rachel. For a long time, I kind of felt like my voice didn't matter because there weren't any specific structures in the beginning of when I started writing, which is obviously one of the challenges that I faced before we got to know each other's working styles and kind of like how we merge well and get the best out of each other. So I think in the beginning, I felt that I was kind of being included towards the end and UX writing was always the afterthought of the design and everything was considered and spoken about before the writing was considered. I would hate just getting a wireframe with lorem ipsum text or you know, some text, very lovely designer tried to like, you know, quickly write up and try and make sense of the screen. It was a very interesting discussion and a good journey to get to where I was able to speak up and be part of the conversation from the early stages, get into the rooms with the stakeholders, because I have so much more information to work off of than just a little piece of like placeholder text. So yeah, I think it's very important that writers are included from the beginning and sit in the rooms where the briefs are taken. I think it's interesting how you can realize that sometimes if you're struggling to solve something visually or structurally, language is such a miracle tool to sometimes clear out confusion. And if you leave your writer confused, then you're not meeting that challenge. It sounds like really starting on the same foot, everyone having the same context, everyone having the same understanding of the problem is super key. At what point do you start working on the UX writing? Is it is it in parallel with design? Is there, you know, a hot potato like back and forth with design concepts? We do have quite a formalized process with our design journey. So 
it starts with a lot of documentation and mapping and research and and all of those lovely things and then later down the line when it becomes a little bit more intimate to deal with the, the problems that you're facing i always used to love having lee just available next to me on a chair before you know before our lives got turned around and we went remote the, the value of bouncing your idea off of someone or saying i think there was a there was a comfort for me to ask lee for what she thinks and and inviting her into my world so that she can feel more comfortable to let me into hers. I think my small addition is that as a writer, you're always going to have your own unique writing style. And it's just about how flexible you are to the bigger cause, which is the brief and the problem which results in the product that you're essentially creating. So I think it's about looking at how things are already working within the team and kind of being there for everyone that needs you as support because you're not just working in a silo, you're supporting everyone that's creating a different component for the product. And I found that collaboration was key and just being on the same page with everyone working on the different aspects of the project was my way of finding structure and working harmoniously to create the best work that I could. We've talked a lot about the right ways to work and, and the positives, but I'm curious in learning about learning from the projects where things might have gone wrong. Do you have examples of some clients or some projects that you might have worked on where the UX writing process wasn't ideal or there were some issues with that collaboration method? There were definitely some growing pains when I first started um, with the telco client because it's such a huge organization with a lot of historical context into how they do things and how they work. And you introduce this new discipline like UX into a traditional corporate company and it's insane. We are kind of like a consultancy. We shook things up a little bit and it was it was difficult to to make our, our voices heard and to make our ideas stick on because of the fear and like sort of like not knowing enough about UX to trust that it could actually help the current environment and the current climate of what's happening. So I think it was just being confident and not afraid to create these innovative, crazy products and present them and have them turned down and you know that was okay for example i think the first project that lucy and i worked on was a style guide for this client and how we'd want them to to talk and sound and created a lexicon and you know really tried to jazz things up a little bit and we made a beautiful keynote of this presentation and we were super jazzed up and excited and uh, we presented it and yeah, it didn't go down so well. It wasn't taken uh, so well. And I think that was our first learning to say, okay, uh, we tried this thing. We deviated a little bit it, 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 they didn't take quite well to it, but I didn't think that deterred us from continuing to shake the, the, the barrier and to, to create the best work, no matter how hard it was to have people buy into them and believe in them. 
it's it's really interesting because you need to sell what you're doing as much as actually do the work and being the new kid on the block the ux ui team you sit there and you have an audience that is not familiar you have an audience that is on the other side also quite keen and interested in bringing in structure and i think one of the biggest things for the for the style guide that we had to do that i think was difficult was put those pins in the ground and actually tell them you can't walk around this until you make a few decisions that will assist in continuity and consistency and make everyone's lives a you know a little bit easier and more focused i think the challenge there was towards trying to find a language that matches the diverse culture that we have and and the the kind of use of language i think is very interesting in the south african climate you need to be very simple and straightforward and honest but i don't know like you 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 have vernacular terms you have your marketing related languages that get expressed and all of that somehow needs to come back home to the system that bounds it all together and still have a solid foundation so but we kept at it the writing did um, kind of receive a little bit more love after that project was finalized yeah. what about that project to convince them or change the narrative it was a little bit of give and take it was the the acknowledgement of needing to make a call and having everybody in a room and understanding what their expectations are for a style guide for writing for south africa or pan african users you you sit there and you have to expose them to all the realities of who you're talking to and then when the decisions made it's about sticking to it so i think we just always play a compromise game you know you always try and understand the other side it was just always important to you know have that conversation and then express how important it is and then when people know they know then they stick to it and then it's well i always am curious when it comes to these agencies where you go and you work with this massive corporate company because often i feel like with product design if you have someone who doesn't believe in the power of design but you're in the company i kind of have this attitude sit back and let the data talk and figure out a way to launch what you believe in and, and just have the numbers show that the design process does work because I find it, it always does. But sometimes with agencies where you might not have access to the data, or maybe you're just working on a project at the start, you're not seeing it all the way through. You might not have that ability to let the data talk. And so building that relationship of trust is, is quite challenging. I hear you, Rachel, every day trying to stand for who you are and also for the user. I think it's it's a hard job to empathize and really kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes. But I think it's also a skill that's developing so fast in the industry that people are becoming these chameleon-like individuals that the longer you keep me in the conversation, the more I'll pick up on, you know, what the focus is, where they want to go. You you gather that information, you synthesize it, and then you pose them with all their considered avenues to explore. And, and it's kind of in that I feel you express your value by highlighting what people 
sometimes don't see or choose not to see or I think capture those 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 things you want to land with your design that metrics anyway won't be able to indicate for you yeah same goes with writing I think because everyone especially some of the challenges that I'm noticing now is getting feedback on my writing and I feel like I'm stuck in this feedback loop because I'll show someone a piece of writing and I'll get feedback and I'll iterate and I'll show another person and I'll iterate and it's just a constant loop once you feel that it's ready once you feel like you have a strong MVP it is again about selling yourself and selling your idea you know that it's strong you know that you did the best that you could and yeah hopefully it, it gets approved because I think if you don't believe in in what you've created then what's the point this challenge of like you always should be open to feedback and, and have an open perspective but at the same time you're there as an expert and you're there because you do have a, a sense of quality and standards and, and a designer and writer should be able to make that final decision when you're a UX writer who's joining a new team, how do you communicate to the people around you how you're making your decisions or when it's your turn to kind of step in and be like, I appreciate the feedback, but I'm the UX writer here and, and this is what we need to go with. How are you doing that um, with new teammates? It's been such an interesting process and it's something that actually happened to me today. I had to present a piece of work to my team for the feature that we're working on and it was very difficult to be able to find a way to present my writing in a way that would be accessible for a UX research and analytics person and a bunch of engineers because they all have their way of understanding things. And I'm not a designer, but I thought the best way would be just to quickly mock up a Figma board and have the designs and the copy as it would look live. And I pretty much just highlighted the piece of writing that I thought was strong after the multiple iterations and workshopping of the idea and gave a quick sort of rationale as to my thinking behind why I think this is strong and why it would work and why I chose that particular headline or phrase or call to action. And um, that's kind of like where I get their buy-in and uh, any feedback or additional comments are welcome but I think they kind of had to be like a disclaimer from me in the beginning that there has to be a hard stop somewhere we're launching with this thing quite soon so we, we can't keep going around in circles and if there are any changes then they will be very minimal I don't want to use the phrase putting your foot down because that sounds a bit intense I'm a very like chill passive person but it was kind of like gently saying I appreciate your feedback and I will take it to, into consideration, but in moderation. <laughs> and they were very understanding because they, they do acknowledge the fact that I was hired as an expert. I think it was really well received. That's awesome to hear. What about you, Lucy? You must have some experience as well working with clients on how do you take in that feedback, but also assert yourself as, as a design lead. Every time you present yourself, it's a little ensemble of words and expressions and gestures and you really have to be confident when you present your work if you don't believe in it then it's really hard to sell that i think a lot of feedback comes from that fear of oh will this be too much you know even when i wear the color red it's too much of a change from my beige and brown lifestyle i i'd feel like a siren walking around and and 
but you know everybody has to change sometimes when you put the spotlight on the idea and the focus of where you want it to go it's kind of easier to not take it personal I guess one last question I would ask is if we were to be starting as a designer, if you were about to start working with a writer tomorrow or a writer is about to join a new design team, what would you think? What are the, what are the main things that you hold with you as you go into that new challenge? Where are you focusing on and, and what is to you the priority when you're creating this new process? Oh, goodness. I'd ask them what their name is and whether <laughs> they would like to take a walk. And, and then I guess you take it one step at a time. You really get to know the person you're working with. You get to know their style. You get to really see where they add value. And I, I, as much as I love process, I think when something grows naturally, that's when you find the best results. So getting processes to not be, you know, governmental structures that allow no flexibility, but rather have them be like, you know, a referee that, that kind of guides the the creation of, of what it is that's taking shape here. So it's a difficult question to answer, Rachel, but it's always a new challenge that I think just it starts with a conversation. What Lucy mentioned was first to just get to know them as people, because these are individuals that I'm going to be working with, seeing and speaking to you know, for majority of my time. And I think it's important to build that relationship first before you get into the work. It's very easy to, you know, become engulfed by a new project and want to just jump in and, and start the work. But I don't think you'll get very far if you're working with people that you don't have some form of a connection with. So I think my AL was brilliant in the sense that he made sure that I had one-on-ones with each of my team members before I even began any writing at all. And that made the process so much smoother because my second week in, I had already gotten to know people. I was asking questions. People had let me know that I could ping them and slack them for anything at all. And I think that just made starting on the team so much more easier and so much more productive. Yeah, it's quite great. I love that this was like, you know, it's meant to be an episode deep diving into UX writing, but I think the main theme we've heard is like, we're all designers, we're all people, and we all just kind of want to get to know each other, enjoy what we're working on. It's like, instead of going deep, it's like going out. I think, you know, life is always explained in like the polarities. So in order to understand white, you need to understand the dark side. You know, even when you switch your dashboard, from light to dark mode, you need to, um, where am I going with this now? Goodness, but it's it's kind of like you have to diverge and com- converge to to find something that that's a balance and that balance is a constant kind of pursuit. The Center is sponsored by the design team at Klarna. It's produced by Jumotan Andersson, Francesca Cutulo, Melanie Lefbert, Anusha Hussain, and Rachel Rosenson. To learn more about your regular career paths on the Klarna design team, head to klarna.com careers. A special thanks to Aljan Högström for having music throughout this episode. Got questions you want to hear other designers answer? Write us at thesender at klarna.com. See you next time.